Good morning. It's good to be here with you this morning. Before I figure out which uh, passage I'd like you to open up to, uh, uh, Greg, maybe you can tell me which one of your favorite passages to, to read and meditate on. Let's open up to Romans 12, 1 and 2. The elders are now very afraid, very, very much afraid. I uh, remember probably, oh, maybe about 18 years ago, uh, a little longer maybe, I was, uh, it was dark in my daughter's nursery and I had her on my uh, shoulder and I was singing to her. In fact, I think it was Katie, in fact, who I was singing to and you have to be an infant to appreciate my voice. Um, after that point, it, it, not many people do. I like it, especially in the shower. It's the acoustics in there are great. But I was singing to her because they like, my daughters liked it when I sang to them. I'd sing, uh, Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me. Save that thou art. And it struck me. Jeff, is that really the desire of your heart? Do I really feel that way about the Lord? And I just, I remember the Lord just like, like a pin in a balloon burst my heart. And I remember crying and thinking, Lord, my heart's not right before you. And I started then Seeking God, I started praying like I never prayed before and and reading his word every day. And he changed my heart. And that's what I want to talk about today, that as Christians, I was a Christian for many years. I loved the Lord, but the things that we appreciated, that we sang about him, uh, the things that we worshipped him for during the breaking of bread, they can become old or familiar. And, um, you know, the danger is, that the, the, the scary thing is, you think, well, yeah, that's me, because I'm just kind of a weak Christian, but the elders aren't that way, or the deacons aren't that way, or my mom's not that way, or my dad's not my way. We all run into this danger. And Christians forget. We get busy. It's like Martha and Mary. If you know the story of Martha and Mary, Jesus came to town and came to their home and, and they both loved Jesus with all their heart. But Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening and watching and just soaking it all in. And Martha, bless her heart, was running around preparing food and cleaning and some of you folks might understand what this is like. Oh, we're doing hospitality. We're serving the Lord. And you get all in a big frenzy because you're going to have people over to talk to him about Christ. And she complained to the Lord. She said, Lord, tell my sister to help. And he looked at her and he said, Martha, Martha, there's only a few things important and really only one. And Mary's chosen the best of that. And that won't be taken from her. And, you know, we are, Martha loved the Lord. She, that day, if she had to, she would have laid her life down for Jesus. No question of commitment, but she was distracted. And we become distracted. 
And I would say the more we serve the Lord, the easier it is to become distracted. Uh, maybe you're a new Christian in, in your work and the economy and all these things. There's so many things. You're a young mother with babies or a baby that's just sucking literally the life out of you. You know, it's just very, very difficult. Sleep deprivation and all this, you know. So many good things, even good things can distract us from the best. And today what I'd like to do is just review and discuss and to call myself and to you to daily be in the presence of God. To be in His Word and to be nourished and fed. As a country, we're on the brink of war. The economy is terrible. Some of you might be in very big, dire financial straits. I don't know. I was noticing today you folks dress a lot better than we do at Grace. I I don't... You all look great. But you know, there's hearts that are breaking out there today. And um, and sometimes we just... the, The Lord is distant. He's in a fog. And we need to be with Him and have Him with us. And so what I'd like to do is share with you a method. It's not the only method. Uh, it may not even be the best method, but it's the method I know best. It's uh, based on some writings from William MacDonald. I've made some changes with his permission. On how to go through and have a daily quiet time. And I want to really have one with you. And uh, we're going to do it in Greg's favorite passage today. And uh, the first thing we want to do is set a time. You know, if, if you leave here today and you don't say tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. or whatever time it is, I'm a morning person. Some people say, is, you know, is it scriptural to have a quiet time in the morning or at night? It's actually scriptural to have it both. Meditate on His Word day and night. Okay? So, if you don't have a time set, you're, it's not going to happen. And uh, as my friend once told me, you can't soar with the eagles if you hoot with the owls. If you're a morning person, you've got to go to bed early. Set that alarm clock. I've got stories of brothers who tried. You know, he'd hit that snooze button and never even wake up. He placed it in the hall. He woke up in the middle of the hall with his hand on the snooze button. You know, this guy had problems, but he overcame them. There's hope for all of us here today. We want to, first of all, set a time. Second of all, we want to begin with prayer. Try and forget about the day's work. You know, this is a red flag, brothers and sisters. If you cannot focus your mind on the Lord, you've got too much going on in your mind besides the Lord. He's not first in your heart anymore. There are certain things that I will not have to tell you, and you know what they are, to think about. They're always on your mind. That's the way. That's where the Lord should be. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. It should never leave. When I talk to you, as Paul writes the Colossians, speaking to each other in, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, we're to speak the Word. It's to be on our hearts and our minds. So we want to begin with prayer. So let's pray. Lord, I want to pray that you would help me. I've read these verses before. 
there's almost a danger of saying I know everything about him. I pray you'd help me see new things. I pray you'd help me see them freshly. And Lord, that you would help my heart, cause me to think like you do about the topics in these verses. We ask this now in Jesus' name. Next thing I want to do is, and we won't do this for sake of time here, is I want to start in the beginning of the book, and I want to take a chapter a day and a verse a day. Some of us haven't read through the whole Bible. And so if you just stay, you know, read one verse and you see that you'll be 30 years before you get through the whole word. Take a chapter a day, a verse a day, you'll get through the Bible in about 15 months. I think it works out about that way. And so you get kind of a, a large view, and also you can really borrow down into one point. I want to tell you, it's great to be able to come into the presence and learn at the feet of Jesus. Mary chose the best part. We can choose it too. And you know, it won't be taken away from us. And uh, I was talking to a couple recently. They they are not Christians and doing some premarital counseling. And they said, well, we know there's a God out there. We believe in a supreme being. And we know that he watches out for us, but we don't know him. And oh, my heart broke. I said, oh, he wants to know you. And maybe you feel that way today. Maybe you know there's a God out there and you're seeking him. Let me tell you something. He wants to know you. And he wants you to know him. Jesus said of the Father, he says, if if you seek me, you'll find me. If you'll seek me with all your heart. Let's come with all our hearts and let's read the chapter and pick a verse. In this, in this uh, case, we'll pick a two verses or one thought. And let's read it. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the will of God, or what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So I read this. Now, step three, I want to read it carefully and think about it. Let's do that. I urge you, Paul the Apostle is urging the church in Rome to do this. This isn't a suggestion. This isn't a, uh, uh, you know, if you get around to it, this is an exhortation or a, or a directive, a command. I urge you with his whole heart. He wants these people to do this. I need to do this too. He says, I urge you therefore. What's the therefore, therefore? It's a conclusion, Paul's urging them based upon a summary or a conclusion. Paul's talked about justification, that Christ has died in our place. That he, or rather, he's died, yes, in our place. Adam sinned and sin entered the world through Adam and now Christ has died. And now righteousness can be mine through him. These are my heads or my representatives. He's, he's laying this out that the salvation I have is so perfect. So wonderful. He, he talks about in chapter 6, my sanctification. 
That is, that God has set me apart for His purpose. And I, I no longer have to be a slave to sin. I no longer have to obey its lusts. But I can, I can live a righteous life. Lord, I thank You for that. He talks about in chapter 8, I know about my glorification that someday I'm going to be changed and all creation will be changed. And there's nothing that can separate me from my future blessing and from my Lord. Not anything I can do. No, no created thing. No action. No attitude on my part. I am secure in Christ. And based on this, therefore... Paul is, knowing all this truth, Paul tells me, by the mercies of God which are great, as I can see, I'm to give my, my body as a living and holy sacrifice. What does that mean? Most sacrifices are dead. What does that mean to be a living sacrifice? I know what it means to be holy. Lord, help me to be holy as You're holy. That is so foreign to this world I live in, contaminated by sin, blind to truth. But You say, if I do this, it's acceptable to You, God. I can't believe it. I can give You my life. You'll take Jeff Lannett and You'll accept me. Wow. And more than that, Lord, You say my physical body, me an act of my will and yielding my body to serve You, to live holy for You, to abstain from sexual immorality, from sin. That's a form of worship. It's a spiritual form of worship. Lord, I can worship You by the way I, I yield my body to Your control. My mouth, my eyes, my ears, my feet. And not to be conformed to this world. Lord, that's so hard because there's so hours and hours and hours of day that the world's message is coming at me and squeezing me into its mold here, Lord. And I, I need You to transform me. I need my mind renewed even this morning, Lord. I need to be refreshed. And that in my life, you may prove what is the will of God. Lord, that I'd be a proof, I'd be, a, I'd be evidence that if I yield my wretched life, but because of what you've, the justification you've given me in Christ, the, the setting apart or the sanctification I have in Christ, the hope of glorification in Christ, I can prove that you are a living God just by my life by Your Spirit living through me. I thank You for that, Lord. And I think about this and I want to think about what's comforting to me, what's encouraging. Is there something to be warned or reproved or instructed by? Some of the questions I've asked almost automatically here, but uh, the who. Who is speaking and to whom He is speaking? What is His main point? Ask yourself these questions. Sometimes when you come to the Word, you say, gee, I'm not getting anything out of it. Ask these questions. Things will come. When did this take place? Where did it take place? 
In this passage, you want to ask yourself, is there a sin to keep away from? A promise that I can call my own. And in this, I want to call as my own that God will accept me if I yield in Christ. God accepts me if I yield my body to Him for His control and use. I'm, that, that thought just thrills me. You know, the Creator of the universe, the one who the angels right now are bowing down and worshiping, accepts Jeff Lannett and says, I'll use you. He accepts you. Is there a command to obey? Definitely. I'm to, I'm to um, present my body as a living sacrifice. A blessing to enjoy. Oh, that I might prove what is the will of God and what is acceptable and perfect. That's great. To be with Him. Is there a victory to win? A new thought about God or Lord Jesus, the, the Holy Spirit, man or Satan. These are questions I ask myself. Think about it until you understand it. So I probably would, I would probably take some more time and I would read those verses again. I'd probably read the verses before it and the, and the whole chapter again and get the idea, the flow of thought, the flow of argument that Paul is making here. Then I would write my thoughts in a notebook. You know, often, if you're anything like me, my thoughts are just kind of whirling around until I put them to paper. I don't have to write a book uh, or a commentary on this, but just what is the main thought that I walked away? What impressed me the most this morning from the Word? And how, how can I apply that to my life? Is there something I can do to change in my attitude or my actions. Often when we take time to be in the presence of God, these things just kind of happen. It's like sticking a, a board in a, into a bucket of stain. You don't have to... That board doesn't have to think, I need to take on the color of this stain. It just absorbs, it permeates and becomes like that. We want to be like that in the Word and in His presence. Turn what you're thinking about into a prayer. Often this will lead to confession or thanksgiving or supplication or meditation. But I'm going to do that right now. Lord Jesus, I pray that You would help me to really understand this yielding of my body as a living sacrifice. Lord, that you would take my, my hands, my mouth, my eyes, my ears, and help me to remember that they belong to you, that they're holy, that they're sanctified, set apart for you. I ask this now in Jesus' name. The next thing I'd want to do is I want to share my thoughts with some others during the day. I find this very helpful because as if you're like me, you get up early, you have your quiet time, great time even, but then your mind just gets filled with other things. And by lunch, someone says, hey, what you get from the Word today? And you go... But if you think about it and you say, well, I'm going to share that with someone. And it could be someone who knows the Lord. It could be someone who doesn't. I remember uh, working... Um, 
we're just working out weights at the gym. And someone said, well, this big, huge guy says, well, I, was, I found that rather humbling. And I said, you know what? That's a word I don't hear people use very often, humble. I was reading in the Bible today that God can't resist a humble heart. Something God spoke to me about, I spoke to someone else. Now, you know, maybe that guy thought, boy, this guy's kind of weird. But that's okay, you know, because God could use me. Maybe touch someone's heart or life. Maybe be a blessing to them. God has spoke you and the universe into being. There was nothing but Him. And He spoke and it came into being. And then out of all this cosmic dust, He came to this planet Earth. And He inserted Himself into creation. And He created man. And He created man that He might be with Him. And sin entered the world through one man, Adam. And it hasn't been the same since. But God in the garden that day, when looking, where are you? Adam did what did Adam do? Adam and Eve, when they heard him coming, they hid. But God came seeking, where are you? This morning, maybe God's saying to you, where are you? And He's calling you to Himself. Let me tell you something. Maybe you've never read the Bible before. I would suggest you start tomorrow morning. And start with the Gospel of John. Maybe you've got a mental block. Gee, I, 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 or, or maybe you've read the Bible often, but you've gotten out of the habit or it's become old or dry. Oh, confess it. Remember this husband and this wife driving down the road and Back in the old days, he had those bucket bench seats, you know, or not bucket bench, but bench seats. And the wife is, you don't sit next to me anymore. And the husband's driving, he says, I haven't moved. (laughs) And, you know, we can say, Lord, I don't feel close to you anymore. And he could say, I haven't moved. We need to return. And there's nothing more thrilling, if you, if you don't know this, there's nothing more thrilling than coming into the presence of your Creator. And yes, if you know Him, your Redeemer. And you uh, enjoy that presence. And He wants you. He calls us to Himself. He sent His Son to die on the cross that the sin that separates us would be dealt with and that He might redeem, buy back, bring in to Himself. And he said to his disciples on the last night of his life, before he went to the cross, he says, I go away, and if I go away, I'm going to prepare a place. I'm going to come back for you so that where I am, you may be also. The Lord wants to... Why wait? You know, if you don't want to be, if I don't want to be with Him now, we're going to be bored in heaven. Because that's what's going to be the center of attention is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll have all eternity. And you know what? We'll never get tired. It's easy for us to be distracted by so many things. And they're good things. You'd say, but Jeff, I've got to work and support a family. Jeff, I've got to raise my baby. I, Jeff, I've got finals. You've got 101 good reasons that have distracted you. The Lord says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. 
How shall we then live? First of all, right now, before you start thinking about lunch and all these other things, resolve to set a time. If God spoke to you, not just because I told you, but if you think, you know what, I need this, you resolve right now. I'm going to give you about five seconds here. Tomorrow morning, fill in the blanks. Resolve to set a time. If this is not your desire, you know, I've got to be honest with you, there are times where I don't desire to be with God. I just don't desire it. And and by God's grace, that has learned to be sirens, whistles, flags, you know, danger, danger, Will Robinson. I know that there's problems when I get that way. My heart's not right. And I say, God, help me. I know this this is sin, and I confess it. Change my heart. And you know what? He does. You confess that right now. And then you just start doing it. And what I'd like to invite you to do, if the Lord's spoken to you, the ushers have a sheet with the notes that I just that we just went through. And you can read through these and refer to them and start. If you don't have a book, I'd suggest either the Gospel of John or the book of Proverbs. For those of you who know the Lord, the book of Proverbs is a wonderful picture of what a righteous life looks like. Someone who has wisdom and understanding and how you get it. And then in the back, there's a little little piece where you... You just put the passage. In fact, the outer man's passing away, so I'm going to put these back on. But you just you, you just you start with your um, with the date and what you read, and the best thing that you marked in your Bible. That's another thing I mark in my Bible. We don't have time to go into that. But uh, and, and your best thought. What impressed you the most? As you can see, you can't write a whole dissertation here. It's just key thoughts. And how it impressed me. You do this for a week. Ask God to bless you. Ask God to reveal Himself to you in a new way, in a fresh way, in a deep way. And next Sunday when you come back, if you do this, I want you to share with at least one person the blessing that's been for you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I want to thank You so much. I think of all the the children here that love You, that You have shed Your blood for, that You have sent Your Spirit to dwell in. All the blessings You've given us. And Lord, are so easily distracted. So easily distracted. I pray, Lord, that You would speak to our hearts and minds. And that those who resolve to do so, elders, deacons, doesn't matter who, teenagers, young people, Lord, accept them as they offer their bodies and their time as living sacrifices and seek to know you this week. We commit this now in Jesus' name. Amen.